Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Hi, my name is Modest Karakawe, and I'm from Rwanda. I'm a regular listener to Israel News Talk Radio. And now, here is Walter Bingham. Welcome to the program for May 24th, 2022. That's in the Hebrew calendar, the 23rd of ER, 5782. I am Walter Bingham. Today's main feature is a look into the world of Israel's lone soldiers. If you're not sure who they are, keep tuned. Also in this program are some comments on the use of the term settler homes. But as we are well past the 33rd day of the Omer count, and the religious restrictions on playing music no longer apply, I include a variety of music to show that despite the current spade of terrorist attacks, we carry on with our normal life. Jewish girl from Delaware end up living in Israel? Shalom! I'm Natalie Sapinski. Join me on my show, Returning Home. Meet different people who have moved to Israel. Hear their personal stories, their highs, their lows, and everything in between. Each week, we talk to experts on immigration and the process of moving to Israel. Listen to Returning Home every Thursday, only on Israel News Talk Radio. It's here. The place where breaking news meets powerful commentary. I wouldn't miss it for the world. Impassioned, exciting, and authentic. It's the real deal. We cut through the spin and empower you with knowledge. I love this station. It's all I listen to. News, views, interviews, and your calls. I learned so much. 
the thrill of experiencing Israel through your speakers. I won't listen to anything else. Five, four, three, two, one. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Street Talk from Israel. Here is Walter Bingham. Welcome back. Now to the feature of the day. When the executive head of the World Zionist Organization and chairman of the Jewish Agency for Palestine, David Ben-Gurion, declared the establishment of the Jewish state in Eretz Israel on May the 14th, 1948, to be known as the State of Israel, the Jewish population numbered about 670,000. Immediately following the declaration, the armies from Egypt, Transjordan, Syria and the expeditionary forces from Iraq attacked the fledgling state in order to drive the Jews into the sea. The Arabs managed to occupy part of what was to be Israel as well as the eastern part of Jerusalem. Despite that, the war was a Jewish victory and the state grew and developed. All that was possible because, contrary to the accusation that Jews are cowards, brought about by the erroneous belief that they meekly went into their death during the Holocaust, our young men and women, many untrained, took to arms and with minimal equipment but resourcefulness and creativity, defeated the Arab attackers. An appreciable number of the fighters had survived the Holocaust and were highly motivated. But it was a story of David and Goliath. The main weapon the Israelis had were just six mortar tubes known as Davidka. They were not accurate, but their main effect was an extremely loud explosion that gave the impression of a major gun and actually scared the Arabs who evacuated many of their positions. Eventually, volunteers from abroad arrived to augment the brave but now tired Israelis. Many of them were experienced and had served in the Allied armies of World War II. This Israeli fighting force defeated the Arabs, including the Jordanian Legion trained by the British. From an early underground militia grew the IDF, the widely respected Israel Defense Forces. The spirit of 1948 and the pride in the Jewish state and its highly trained military now permeates Jewish youth all over the world. So today, inspired by the Zionist dream, thousands make Aliyah, immigrate to Israel and immediately join the IDF. Of the estimated 177,000 soldiers on active duty today, 7,000 or 4% have arrived without their families. They are known as lone soldiers and come from over 60 countries, speak dozens of languages and are very highly thought of, respected and cared for. An estimated 35% are from the United States. Several organizations exist solely to care for their welfare and several centers have been established exclusively to meet their social and supportive needs both during and after their service, with the motto, Service to those who serve. Thousands of lone soldiers have already completed their military service and are now in civilian life, but still 
part of the IDF reserve liable to be called back for a brief period of training exercises. But despite their designation as lone soldiers, they are not alone. They get invited for Shabbat dinners and many families had one or two as their guests for the Seder evening. In fact, President Isaac Herzog and First Lady Michal Herzog and their three sons were joined for the festive Passover Seder meal at the President's residence by Sergeant Glenn Chavez, a lone soldier from Costa Rica serving in the IDF Fear Brigade, and also by 21-year-old Corporal Iara Lerner Tushinsky, a lone soldier who made Aliyah from Argentina two years ago and serves in a canine unit in the Israeli Air Force. Every year, on the eve of a day at the beginning of the Jewish month of Iyar, the nation comes to a halt when at eight o'clock the sirens wail for one minute to signal the beginning of Yom Hasikaron, the official national day on which the nation remembers the soldiers killed in action and the victims of terrorism since the establishment of the state. Unfortunately, each year the number increases and on this 4th of May 2022, we mourned 23,928 fallen. The first organization that was established exclusively to take care of lone soldiers was the Michael Levine Center, named after the 22-year-old American-Israeli soldier of the Paratroopers Brigade who was killed in action during the Second Lebanon War. Michael Levine made Aliyah from Philadelphia in 2002. This year, the Michael Levine Lone Soldier Center staged a very moving memorial event in Jerusalem's Music Square, where we heard about the lives and ambitions of lone soldiers who lost their lives in the service of our country, as well as speeches from Nathan Sharansky and the Minister for Immigration and Absorption, Pnina Tamanoshata. Talented lone soldiers played and sung appropriate music and the audience, which included bereaved families, was totally silent and deep in thought. To find out what services the Michael Levine Center provides, I visited their central offices at Strauss Street Number 3 in Jerusalem, and there I met with Chiki Out, who founded the Michael Levine Center in 2009. You must be very proud of your achievement. Yes, I am, although in the beginning we didn't know it's going to be so influential, but it became very big, and we have three branches all around the country. Also sitting with me is Chagai Swet. He is a soldier advisor, and I asked him first what that entails. The advising entails helping them from the minute the person abroad decides he wants to draft. We give him all the information and advice he needs in order to make a liar and decide which unit he wants to draft to and all his benefits and rights and dealing with bureaucracy before, during and after the army. According to Tsiki Out, some 10,000 lone soldiers will have passed through the Michael Levine Center since its establishment, and they are still in contact with some 5,000 long after they graduated the army. And at this time, some 5,000 serving lone soldiers are on the center's list. To my question about services that the center provides, 
Haggai explained, To help with the difficulties of coping with bureaucracy, there are experienced volunteers who speak many languages. They can also help with learning Hebrew. There are several washing and drying machines for the use of soldiers, comfortable rooms to hang out in, and more. When a lone soldier has a weekend off, do you have accommodation for them? We don't have accommodations for weekends. There's hostels for soldiers that the army provides in every big city in Israel, and the lone soldiers can go and stay there for free. But we have permanent housing with 120 beds in five different houses. Each lone soldier has his own room with air conditioning, bathroom, and televisions. Following my visit to those locations, I learned that some houses are mixed-sex and others are for either men or women, to cater for the Torah observance. All houses keep the laws of Shabbat and kosher facilities in their public areas. Lone soldiers get a grant from the army to pay for the rent. They also don't have to pay municipality tax. Some of them have issues. For example, they're getting all kinds of letters in Hebrew. So we had soldiers that didn't pay the electricity bill. All came Friday from the army. They don't have electricity. I organized that they will have electricity for Shabbat, and they paid all of the money Sunday. Unlike Israeli soldiers, whose parents can visit them on the army base from time to time, staff from the Michael Levine Center carry out visits to lone soldiers, bringing goodies that they would not normally get acting like their substitute family. Chiki, how would you describe the mission of the Michael Levin Center? The mission of the center is what Michael Levin wished for. Michael Levin wanted that no lone soldier will be unheard, that lone soldiers will have a place to sit together. I knew Michael Levin from before he was in the army. He wanted that when he will finish the army, he will bring money and I will sit in a room look after the soldiers, and we'll have all kinds of activities for lone soldiers. He wanted to have Shabbat meal together. So actually, to have such a center like yours was Michael Levin's own idea? Yes, of course. When asked where the money comes from, Ziki explains that there is no money from the government, but all from private funding. They also have a very good relationship with the parents of Michael Levin who visited the center after Independence Day and again met with Tsiki before their return to the United States. Because many lone soldiers are reluctant to worry their parents to hear about their military experiences, the center invites parents to contact them for information about their son or daughter. Finally, Tsiki relates with a smile on his face Hear what makes him smile after the break. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. 
This is Shai Bentico, and each week I'll be webcasting to you from Judea, origin of the word Jew, a people besieged and beleaguered in every generation. Nazi Germany is but a memory, but in its place the world invented the phantom Palestinians as this generation's internationally authorized Jew killers. Tune in for a different slant on life in Israel, Phantom Nation, every Monday. And now, here is Walter Bingham. Finally, Tzitzi relates with a smile on his face that during the 13 years of the Michael Levine Center's existence, there have been multiple weddings between former lone soldiers who met at events organized by them. The Center is proud that they even have grandchildren. The doors of the Michael Levine Center are always open, except, of course, at night. Lone soldiers take advantage of this and come here to hang out, talk to their friends, get advice. One of them is Yehuda Powers. So I grew up in the Bronx, New York, for 21 years and then made Aliyah in 2018. And you joined the army much later. Yes, I got my degree first at the Interdisciplinary Center of Herzliya, and then I drafted in December 2021. How long will you have to serve? It officially, it's two years, but I'm actually here today because I got some help with the process of to become an officer. And if I do that, it'll be a bit longer than that. So you come to the center from time to time. Why do you come here? First of all, a lot of my friends are also lone soldiers. They also come here. I also get a lot of advice from Chagai, from Tziki, and everybody else who is always very, very helpful. And also the services. I get some of my groceries here, and it's a pride and get the help that I need. Who decided what unit you should serve in? Army does that, unfortunately, but I ended up in the military rabbinate. What does that job entail? My job is to provide whatever a soldier needs when they need it in terms of religion. So when Muslim soldiers finish their courses, they swear on the Quran, and the Quran comes from the military rabbinate. So you would provide prayer books and tefillin and items like that? Absolutely. I help soldiers be good Jews and good Jerusalem and good Muslims. We are responsible for religious life in the army. Very rewarding position. With two other soldiers and our commander, who is the rabbi, we're attached to the Givati Brigade, and our job is to provide for the religious needs and needs in general of the soldiers of Givati, and that's all of Givati. That means cleaning the synagogues on the bases, that means making sure that the food is kosher. Anything that we can do to make it easier to be a good Jew in Givati, that's our job. The military rabbinate provides for soldiers of all faiths because we are the religious organization within the army. So if a Muslim soldier finishes his course and takes his oath on a Quran, we bring him that Quran. And if a Druzi soldier wants time off for his holidays, we make sure that that happens too. That's another example to give to those who accuse us of apartheid. There are several other organizations and centers that care for these young men and women. One is the Michael Levine Base that began to operate in 2020. Their premises are at number 10 Hatekel Street in central Jerusalem, and there I talked with their chairman, Richard Coleman, an experienced administrator of Zionist-oriented organizations. I asked him first why he started yet another organization for lone soldiers when there is already one named in memory of Michael Levine, and why he named it so similar to the existing Michael Levine Center established in 2009. There is a foundation in the United States also in memory of Michael. It's called the Michael Levine Lone Soldier Foundation. Michael's parents serve on the foundation. 
the foundation encouraged us to start a new Amuta from scratch in memory of Michael, to be sure to be using Michael's name, Zichrona Levracha, so that we can preserve and carry on his ideals and his aspirations. What advantage do you see in operating several such centers in relative close proximity? And does the base provide anything that is not already catered for by similar organizations? In the same way, in a college campus, you have a number of organizations that serve the Jewish community. We should have many organizations serving lone soldiers because no one organization can serve 7,000 young men and women. Also, the Michael Levin base not only serves lone soldiers, we also serve lone Benot Sherut. These are mainly girls who wish to serve the nation, but rather in a hospital setting or special need or educational facility, but not in the military, in most cases for religious reasons. The services to lone soldiers at the Michael Levine base range from counseling for a variety of reasons, pre-draft advice, support during their service, and help to integrate into civilian life on discharge. We become their community, we become their home away from home, so that they have a support mechanism, not only with colleagues, but also if necessary with professionals. Social workers and psychologists volunteer to talk to soldiers who suffer from homesickness, loneliness or depression, and in some cases to prevent thoughts of suicide. We aim to be here for them in the absence of their parents, said Richard Coleman. We started the organization just a little over two years ago, and now we are serving 1,400 young men and women. The senior counselor of the base holds a monthly webinar with the parents to advise them how their son or daughter is doing, as well as answering the parents' questions. Lone soldiers and national service girls come from all over the world and are being helped with their language problems by multilingual staff and volunteers. French has become an important language because of the increasing number of young men and women from France. At the Michael Levin base, there are storerooms containing toiletry items and even clothing to which lone soldiers can help themselves for a five-shekel donation per item, or free if they can't afford it. The latest addition to the base are two Torah scrolls dressed in beautiful mantles, one which incorporates part of Michael Levine's Talit bag. They plan to hold regular Shabbat services. To my question about funding, Richard Corman said, our business plan called for funding from three main sources, from foundations, donors, and groups. Following Corona, it is hoped that these groups will visit the base, sponsor some events, and generally offer financial support. We obviously have funding from the Michael Levin Lone Soldier Foundation in the United States, as well as a few other private foundations, and mostly through private donations. So I put it to Richard Coleman that this means that the money 
that kind people wish to donate to such lone soldier organizations is divided. Money that, if it were combined to fund one location, could provide even better service. The Michael Levin base, there's all four collaborations and partnering, and we collaborate with a number of other lone soldier organizations who want to maximize the community resources. Not exactly the answer to my question. The work of the base is very much appreciated by the lone soldiers and the National Service Girls. Talking with a group of lone soldiers in a restaurant, they spoke highly of the facilities at which they lovingly refer to as the base. And I also heard of their moving ceremony on our National Memorial Day for the Fallen and the Victims of Terrorism, which the base held at the most appropriate location, Ammunition Hill in Jerusalem, the scene of heavy battles during the Six-Day War in 1967. At the base, I've been joined by a former lone soldier. What's your name? My name is Nahama Kaufman. And what's your country of origin? I'm originally from London in England. When did you make Aliyah? I made Aliyah August 29th, 2019. And sometime later you joined the army. How long did you serve? I served in the army for a year and a half. And I served in the army because of my teacher called Rabbi Ari Fold. That's a sad story. In September 1918, Fuld was stabbed in the back by an Arab terrorist. Yet while mortally wounded, Fuld drew his pistol and disabled the terrorist. You are now no longer a soldier. So what does the Michael Levin base do for you now? The base for me is basically a home away from home, and it's a family away from my family. They are with me even before I started the army, when I drafted, and they helped figure out if combat was correct for me. They helped me with getting any emotional support that I needed, and I really felt that I still have that connection even after my service, hence why I'm here right now. Whenever I need any support from the base, whenever I need help, whatever I need, the base is here for me. So what do you do now? Now I'm going to be a private nanny for a baby. I'm going to be starting university in August at Hebrew University. Thank you for talking to me, and I wish you luck in all your endeavors for the future. Sitting with me now is Lizzie Noach, and she is a co-director of the Mike Levine base. Welcome to the program. Thank you. What brought you into this job? Well, I worked for many years for fundraising, and I was looking for something that was a really good cause. And I fell into a job working with lone soldiers, and I fell in love with being able to do something there every day, helping them. How long have you been doing that? I've been working with lone soldiers for about seven years. You must have met very many of these lone soldiers. What's the one thing that you think they have in common? I think that they all have a very Zionistic side. These are people who make a conscious decision that we want to be here. They don't have to be here. And they really are giving up a lot to do it. That's the reason to really support them and to honor them. They really chose to be here and leave their families behind, their studies behind, their life. They put it on hold. It's very difficult to stay when your family's there. It's difficult, but we have a staff person who works post-service to really try and help them figure out their next step and help them to stay. All very interesting. Thank you, Lizzie. Friends of the Israeli Defense Forces, FIDF, 
and Yachat, the Association for the Well-Being of Israel's Soldiers, as well as the Libby Fund, provide support for lone soldiers who are away from their families with their motto, their job is to look after Israel, ours is to look after them. Hear what these organizations do for lone soldiers after the break. Hi, I'm Rabbi David Aaron. The soul basics are the most profound, the most essential, and yet often the most neglected in our education. Join me for Soul Talk on Israel's News Talk Radio and discover the secrets to love, spiritual growth, and personal power. Here is Walter Bingham. Friends of the Israeli Defense Forces, FIDF, and Yahat, the Association for the Well-Being of Israel's Soldiers, as well as the Libby Fund, provide support for lone soldiers who are away from their families with their motto, their job is to look after Israel, ours is to look after them. They provide funding for lone soldiers to fly home on leave once a year, find housing and organize fun outings. Every lone soldier whose parents live abroad is entitled to funding for a home, say Yachat. Combined with the Libby Fund, they give serving lone soldiers the support and well-being extras that the army itself cannot afford to provide and demonstrate in practical ways our gratitude for their service to our nation. Many of them make huge sacrifices by volunteering for the IDF. Nefesh Benefesh, the organization that promotes immigration to Israel and eases the inevitable administrative procedure, also has a lone soldier division, but unfortunately they did not respond to my request for information and interview. Very noteworthy is the contribution made by the excellent Piccolino Kosher Dairy Restaurant in Kika Musica, Jerusalem's Music Square. They provide free and extensive self-service lunch for more than 40 lone soldiers every Friday. To my knowledge, Israeli society is the only one in the world that values greatly the sacrifice of its foreign volunteers, our highly respected lone soldiers. And in their honor, we are going to spend this Shabbat with Lenny Solomon, Mr. Schlockrock, in Liverpool. Shalom Aleichem, Malachem, Hasharet, Malachem, Hamlachim Hakadosh Baruchu Oh Shalom Shalom Alechem Oh Shalom Shalom Alechem Oh Shalom Shalom Alechem Boachem Shalom Alechem Hashalom Malachem Hamlachim Hakadosh Baruch Hu Oh Boachem Boachem Lishalom Oh Boachem Boachem Lishalom Oh 
Language is, of course, constantly developing. But did you notice that a new unrealistic term has crept into the vocabulary of the world's media? I'm, of course, not surprised because any derogatory description of Israel's activity or policy fits into the bias pattern of the foreign media's reporting. It is regrettable, however, that our major and influential English daily, the Jerusalem Post, is using the term settler homes when reporting on disputes about proposed new housing in the eastern part of our capital city, Jerusalem, and in Israel's heartland of Judea and Samaria. Using this description with its connotation as illegal for the building of homes 
for our expanding Jewish population is giving support to those who claim that it further reduces the possibility of a two-state solution. Setting this argument aside, there is clearly once again a double standard applied to the activities of Israel compared to the rest of the world. In my long life I have never heard that a new housing complex in England or America is described as settler homes. It is rather publicized as an achievement of their government to provide homes for young couples. The British government is proposing to build 300,000 new housing units, not settler homes. I must add that in correct language terms, I consider myself a settler because I proudly settled in the center of Jerusalem. Now, back to Shabbat in Liverpool.
Finally, whether you abhor or adore him, Benjamin Netanyahu is well on the way to again occupy the house in Balfour Street, Jerusalem, the Prime Minister's residence. And that brings me to the end for today. I hope that you have enjoyed listening to the program as much as I have making it. If you have any criticisms, suggestions or other comments, please write to me at walter at israelnewstalkradio.com where you will always get my personal reply. So until next time, this is Walter Bingham wishing you a successful and safe week. Please don't forget to do your good deed for the day and visit your elderly neighbor. Thank you. Goodbye. Israel News Talk Radio's chat room. Just click the orange button at the top of the IsraelNewsTalkRadio.home page, log in as yourself or an anonymous guest, and join in on the fun. You'll meet other listeners from all over the world who listen to Israel News Talk Radio, and you can make new friends. Israel News Talk Radio's chat room. It's the closest you can get to being in the studio with us. We love listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Where can you get the inside news on Israel? At Israel News Talk Radio, we're dedicated to sharing Israel's inside story with the world by providing our listeners with news on Israeli politics, current affairs, and Israeli Jewish culture. The Israel News Talk Radio homepage also provides you, the listener, with useful information at your fingertips with scrolling news headlines, weather, currency exchange, Shabbat candle lighting times, and so much more. Our radio programming is always accessible and on demand. We operate absolutely free of charge for everyone, everywhere. If you love what we do, partner with us now by becoming an Israel News Talk Radio supporter. With your support, you'll be inscribed on our Israel News Talk Radio Wall of Fame. There's nothing like us in the world. Be part of something great. Israel News Talk Radio. Straight talk from Israel. If you love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page. We keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel. Plus, little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. 